Hello. 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 This is Extreme Orange. Welcome to the Extreme Exchange. Today I'm joined with my good friends from Primary and friends Hello and welcome to another episode of the Extreme Exchange. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Megan and Gareth. Say hi. Hi. So as you'll notice, they are the first guests who are not the same age as me to be on the show and I'm very, very excited to speak to them. So we know each other because we used to be, un um, well, we used to be, I used to be under their care in the Boys Brigade back in school. Um, and they are currently still volunteering as officers there, serving and guiding the new generation of boys that joined the program. So Megan is currently a student at NTU and Gareth is currently working. So thank you so thank you both so much for making the time to be here. All the second struggles that um that that well I, I see is very common. Uh, um, and that's the struggle of burning out, basically. Um first of all, ministry is on the side, like I mean, it could be full-time for some people, but it's, it's mostly on the side because people have to work, people have to study, that kind of thing. Um, and that means that the, the heavier the commitment, the, well, the more things you have to do and the more tired you get sometimes. Um, I think it's fair to say uh, that uh, most, if not um, all people who are serving in ministry have felt at some point that they are just too tired to carry on or, or really feel like giving up uh, sometimes. Um, yeah, so... I don't know, I wanted to find out from you guys, um, at least from your own experience, um, how have you how have you experienced and then dealt with like ministry burnout, if that's a good term to use. Um yeah, I think definitely multiple times actually. Uh and I think every time I experience burnout. Uh, I guess I'll just share briefly about, about what it means to me. La. So for me, um, I become very hypersensitive to everything around me. Like when I, that's my um, marker for being burnt out. So I, I get very hypersensitive to people's comments, um, people's tone and things like that. And, and I'm very sensitive to my own actions or my own intentions and things like that. Um, and that's when I start feeling burnt out. La. Like I think for people, um, if you are going through a, a period of time where you start feeling very frustrated very quickly by your ministry or you start um, feeling very attacked a lot or like very unhappy in administrating that's uh for me like my sign of burnout la. um and i think um probably the way I, I i dealt with it a lot of the times was really to take a take a step back so uh when i finished with like finished primers um i took like an intentional step back law from mm -hmm. to realign with to realign to why i do it um and also to pray i guess for me like when i reach the point of burnout let's say i, I reach it in like month um five right by month three, I've already stopped praying inten as intentionally or as like is as um as intensely as I should have been. I stopped relying on God as much as I should as well by by like two months before that already. So by the time, sorry, yeah, yeah, the lead up. So so by the time you reach that point, right, of burnout, um, I find myself very misaligned. Um mm. and my mind, because like I said, very hypersensitive, right? I my mind is already con like kind of concocted like a different direction or different um like perspective that I take towards the ministry. And for me, it's very important for you to recognize that it is a burnout, that, okay, I reached a point where I've stopped relying on God. I've reached a point where I'm very tired. Okay, I mean, for, for me, it's mostly my burnout is because I don't rely on God. Some people's burnout are just because it's just really like a trial that they go through. Um, then they get burnt out trying to just keep running the race and things like that. But 
I think um like what Elijah Elijah in the Bible when he he just got tired, right? He just went like like God, give me a tree, give me food, you know, and, and then and then he just yeah. like, just let God take care of him. And then for me, that is the image I would have in mind. Um, when I'm feeling, I'm not saying like very burnt out, or slightly burnt out, me week, week to week, right? Um, mm. I always read Psalm 23, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, right? He leads me, uh, he, he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. I think for me, that's like the instant image of peace that I get. So like, I, I know that at the end of the day, when I'm burnt out and stuff like that, he will take care of me, he will like, He'll make me feel comfortable and I'm like a little sheet that's just brought along and things like that. And I'm and I'm well taken care of. Lah. So I think for me the solution to burnout is um to to go back to, to God and realign with regarding what is causing the burnout. So if it's, if it's a ministry for most people, to realign why you're doing it, to regain strength in that area. Lah. And I mean um humanly just motivation. Lah. Yeah, but I think it's more important to prevent the burnout. Um and I think for me, I do so now by praying a lot, a lot, a lot more. So forcing myself to pray, to pray even though um like I don't I don't want to. Or um and also just intentionally taking breaks off. So for example, if it's like a very busy BB week or like a very busy church week that I have, like maybe leading up to camp or stuff like that. Then once the camp ends, right, or like when the event is over, like you know, take that two weeks, don't don't mm. solve in, in any way. Go back and go back to God and um realign yourself as a Christian. Because your life, your Christian life before, they were so focused on, well, it's kind of like tunnel vision down towards that event, right? And yeah. then you rely on God and you ask God for stuff for that one thing. But then, like, maybe it could be your exams or stuff like that. But then after that, you need to take a step back and ask yourself, like, okay, I've been doing all these, all these things for God, but why did I do this? Why did I put in so much effort? Why did I care so much about it? Um, so that you prevent your, like, burnout, like, so you're not just keep running towards the next activity or the next thing that you have to do for God. Yeah, so I think that's for, that's for me. Okay, for me, it's, pretty similar to Megan, uh, but I have a slightly uh, different viewpoint. Uh, for me, burnout begins when you start feeling lost. Okay? And then you will find that you lose purpose in the ministry. Not even losing heart, just losing purpose. Because if you are someone who is very purposeful and you are really drawing strength from God, uh, even when a rock hits you, uh, you will feel like nothing can, you know, really stem that drive. And even if the waves come at you, nothing can really hurt you. And even, even though there are many Christian writers and preachers and ministry uh, workers over hundreds of years who have gone through real struggle and real sadness and real depression, they, most of them survive purely by the fact that they pray and you rely on God. So it's everything Megan said. Yeah. But for me, the physical manifestation of it comes when I'm feeling lost and I'm feeling like I don't have such a sense of purpose. Uh, actually, that's something I'm going through right now a bit. Um, and, and I think that uh, the lead up to that, again, is your lack of reliance on God, which is everything Megan said. And it's very easy to stop relying on God because... Um, the trap in ministry, if you actually read C.S. Lewis's um, screw tape letters, the devil doesn't try to tempt you by telling you, don't, don't go to church, don't read your Bible. The devil tempts you by doing more Christian things. And by doing more Christian things and seeing more ugliness within the church, within the body of Christ, um, by getting tired from doing Christian work, you actually backslide faster that way yeah. than by 
not by than by hearing a voice that tells you, don't read your Bible. You know that's clearly from the devil, right? Mm. So um, I think that's something we have to all watch against. We have to really watch um, our spiritual health and our spiritual growth. Um, practical tips, I think, um, if I can, oh, again, I, I, Megan seems to know everything I'm going to say, but uh, yeah, from the life of Elijah, right? Elijah was one of those clear cases they got burnt out. And the irony is that it has nothing to do, it seldom has a lot to do with um, how much work you've done. So a lot of the cases we hear about burnout is um, people who get tired of working and then they die because they're tired and everything. Like you mentioned just now. Mm. Let me just say two things. First is that you can get burnt out from doing work. That means you can work in a corporate job and just get burnt out. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be doing Christian ministry to get burnt out. Okay. Um, I think all the symptoms are the same. Um, you start to lose a sense of purpose. You don't know why you're doing the work and then you feel overwhelmingly tired. Then when even if the load is reduced dramatically, you, you can just feel very tired from doing nothing. The second is that um, when it comes to burnout, right, there are some physical tips that can help us. So for example, in the case of Elijah, if you notice um, the, when he was feeling burnt out, he, he actually told God that he wanted God to end his life. Okay? Mm-hmm. But he wasn't burnt out because um, he was doing so much work, he was doing so much preaching, he was doing so much ministry. He was feeling burnt out because despite the success that God had given him at Mount Carmel, where God showed the people very clearly that he was God and Baal was just for show, he was just fake, um, Je- Queen Jezebel was still after his life. So he felt that despite that spiritual high, you know, Elijah felt like a persecuted man, which is ironic. God gave him a clear victory, but Elijah felt like a failure. And therefore, he wanted to end his life. And if you notice in, um, in, in, in that book, what happens immediately is that God brings him to somewhere and gets him to sleep. So he sleeps a lot. That's the first thing we need to do if you're feeling burnt out. You need to sleep. I noticed that for young adults, including myself, we don't sleep a lot. We, we either do too many things or we are enjoying too much of life. Either too much Netflix or you're doing too much Christian ministry, you don't sleep enough, or you're hanging out with too many friends, you don't sleep enough. So sleep, that's the first thing. The second thing that um, God, God made uh, Elijah do was eat. If you notice, um, the crows came to feed him and then he had a lot of strength, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all that God made him do. Sleep and eat, sleep and eat. And then after he had recovered physically, God was prepared to meet him. Mm. We, you have the part where God's not on the earthquake, God's not on the wind, but God's in still small voice. But mm. I, I noticed that when if you're feeling burnt out, what you need to do is you need to take a step back. It'd be good for you to take a break. And when you take a break, like really take a break, like, like hit yeah. the priest's heart, don't do stuff relating to that area, um, go and chill. Um, in, maybe in Megan's version of... Um, recovery that God, sorry, in Megan's version of Psalm 23, God has a buffet waiting for you. <laughs> I don't know, with all the sashimi you could want. Uh, but but that's really the case. Uh, you have to really just take care of yourself. Once you take care of yourself physically, make sure you sleep and everything, then take some time to pray, take some time to retreat. What I found useful for me as a Methodist is that I like to go for this Young Methodist uh, Leaders Conference. It's three days, it's all leaders. Most of the leaders that go there are, are like 75% burnt out. And the pastors just go up there and they just preach to you and preach to you and preach to you. And after they finish preaching to you, you go and eat. 
<laughs> and it's buffet, and the food is good. So you just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Then you play game. Then after that, you go back in, and then they they preach some more, and then they they do worship for one to two hours. So after three days uh, of just worship, eat and and um worship, sorry, worship, eat and and hearing the word of God, you realize that you're fed spiritually, you're fed um physically, physically. So you're better rested. And because you've taken time to be in God's presence, it really recharges you. And then, yes, they send you back and then you go and fight the war again. And then one year later, maybe you come back, you're like half dead again. But but I, I think that's what Christian life is. We we always think that our ideal Christian life is there's never one we burn out. We're always good. We're always high and dry. That's absolute rubbish. Yes. You know, I think it's like a war, actually. You, you There'll be times where you're winning and there are times where you're losing. And no matter how experienced you get, um, it always there will always be a point where you 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 might tip the scales and you are more towards the losing end. And it doesn't mean that because you're older, you're wiser, means that you're less susceptible to um, temptation. It's not true. In fact, I think the older you get, the more the better tempted, the the more easily tempted you are. But the benefit of it is that you know that you have the experience that that's a danger zone. You don't go near it. So if you don't guard your inner life, you don't uh, develop your inner man, you will find that when you do ministry, all you have is emptiness and you will be living on empty. Yeah, I think it's, it's very well said. Because like, I notice a lot like in, in my church ministry as well, I have, I have friends um, who, and church mates who, like I see them just toiling away at that at things and then it, it reached the point where because they're so afraid of like taking a step back and, and like just coming out of that uh, I wouldn't say ministry but that job for, for a short while to take a break they're so afraid of doing that that they, they pull their, themselves along um, to do the work and then what happens is you end up dreading it and then you I don't know you it, it's just very miserable and, and uh, it's not a good sight to see and, and it's definitely not doing yourself a favor and you know i i don't i, I dare say you can't even count there serving god la. um but there's just... balance la. Mm. because you see um i i've been there before where you know the you're in a place where a ministry depends very heavily on you yeah and and so you can try all your strategies to outsource delegate do this and do that but at the end of the day if it really depends on you it really depends on you um, in, in, I'm talking mm. about the physical world. Uh. Yeah. And, and you have to juggle that and you have to wrestle with that because there is no clear mm. answer. There is no clear answer to say, okay, if you're feeling burnout, just take a break and go. Then if you take a break and go, who will, who will take Who's care of that? Who's going to do it, yeah. yeah. Because that's exactly what a shepherd isn't meant to do. The shepherd is meant to stay faithful and to really take care of the sheep, uh, to take and thin. Mm. Um, at the same time, also, you're, you're absolutely right. If you're burnt out and everything, you know, you can't take care of people well. It's a disservice to yourself, but it's also a disservice to the people. But if there's no choice, then how? Mm. You see? So it, it's really got to be, I, I believe personally that you've got to really pray and ask mm. um, God. It's is very situational. Of... Yes, correct, yeah. correct. Yeah, what, what, what shall I do? Because I only have two hands, you know? I mean, God, I mean, no matter how... Um, powerful and important your ministry is you know god's not going to give you more than 24 hours we can say that god multiplies the time yes that's true to some degree but you have 24 hours is 24 hours okay mm. and you only have that amount of energy and you can only sleep that little 
I, I used to think, oh Lord, I'm only going to sleep two hours tonight. Please <laughs> multiply. If you can multiply the five loaves and two fishes, you can multiply my sleep. You know what? I I, I, I got really, really burnt out. And then hmm. my, my face staggered a little bit for like two years after that. So I, I, I think at the end of the day, you, you have to, you really have to weigh the situation. You have to pray and you have to bring that, that problem to God. If I can just hmm. share one verse, right? Um, that really comes to mind. It's it's the one um with Mary and Martha. Um Mary Mary tells uh sorry, Martha Martha prepares like everything just to make yeah. sure when Jesus comes it's all good, you know. She rolls out the red carpet, all the food is nice, nice, you know. Um but but Mary is just content at sitting at Jesus' feet. So um they are obviously two very extreme examples, okay. And it's very easy for a younger Christian to say, oh, okay, we're going to be married. We're just going to sit at Jesus' feet. I think at the end of the day, it's got to be a balance. You've yeah. got to find that balance where, you know, the work continues. At the same time, you've got to find that balance to sit at God's feet. I think the key point is that Jesus was when Jesus was trying to communicate uh, in, in, that, in that part of the gospel was that whatever Mary has will not be taken from her which is a love for Jesus more than making things perfect for Jesus. That will not be taken away. So if you are intentional about spending time and the feet of Jesus more than the work itself, I think that... In the right direction. Yeah, definitely. And the, and the other one is um, a verse in Acts. I can't remember it offhand. Um, but, but Paul says, um, you know, the Lord does not reside in a temple built by human hands. And very often we think that, you know, we need to do this and do that, not the ministry will, 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 will fall, you know. It's kind of like how um, we think we are a pillar in the ministry, we are holding up God's temple. But God, uh, but Paul specifically tells the Jews, right, that um, this God uh, doesn't live in a temple built by human hands, you know. So the context is a little bit different, but the idea is that yeah. um, we, God doesn't need us. That, that's something we, we always forget. God doesn't need us. Okay? God can do his ministry without us. God doesn't need us to speak for him. God gives us that opportunity to speak for him. He gives mm. us that privilege. So if, if we abuse that privilege or we think that we, we are needed, huh, then something needs to change. Mm. So I, I would say that if you're feeling burnt out, um, you really do need to take a very short break at least to decide what to do next whether you want to take a longer break or whether you just want to take short breaks to do to, to what. But you have to find, you have to talk it through with God. You have to talk it through with a Christian council. I think one thing that we can all agree on is that um, you definitely cannot shut yourself off from God and from council. Um, yeah, if, because it's so situational, whether to stay or not to stay, whether to take a break or not to break, or what kind of break even. Um, one thing's for sure is that you really need to make sure that your decision is grounded in what God wants you to do. Yeah, and I think that's something we can all agree on. Um, I hope I hope you all enjoyed that conversation. I mean, I hope that it was insightful in some way or you know got you thinking a bit more. Um, yeah, and I, I yeah, just thank you Lara, for taking the time to to be here as well. So um, thanks so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Extreme Exchange. Goodbye. <laughs> Okay.